from MZ Studios in Dallas, the Texas. You're listening to the Tennis Revolution podcast. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? <laughs> Always. Hey, hard courts was more exciting this week than it was week one. You definitely. Am I right? Yes, they're doing the slow build. You know why? <laughs> one reason. Guess one reason hard courts are more exciting week one than they were in week two. You mean why they're more exciting week two than week one? Whatever. <laughs> because the men and women were combined. I know that's not the answer, but that was exciting to me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> was it? it? Well, no. It was <laughs> sort of. It was because... There was women's tennis on the tennis channel. Yes, that was That's, refreshing. I didn't know they still played tennis. Can I hadn't we, seen it all year. We just need to start over and redo that so you can say some dumb reason <laughs> and then I can look like the feminist hero that I am and, uh, and come in with that. But that, I was excited about that. Seriously. I was too. That what was funny because they were talking about the women's. I thought, why are they talking about the women's? And then they actually switched over and showed women's tennis. I was like, wow, how did this happen? Now, we popped into the studio a little early, which is why we can't... Uh, now, let's be honest. We are here because the women's final's on, yes. and uh, and we didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I will say, is it is it better that the women play with the men when the women's like a lower tier? We talked about this earlier this year. It's like, it's a lower tier women's event, so it almost makes the women look, I was going to say more inferior, which sounds worse, <laughs> but it makes the women's no, no, no. tennis you look worse. more inferior, as in the men's game is already inferior. Right, there you go. Missing the big four. Right. So this is more inferiority <laughs> to the tournament. Yeah. Uh, you didn't mean that, you sexist bitch, but I, that's what I, I think. Right. I just thought it's like, you have, we have women's tennis, but it would like be nice to watch some players we've heard of. Uh, it would be kind of cool. Well, first of all, let's talk about um, the tournament. The pink tournament is what I like to call it. Medulla Oblongata Open. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Mubadala or something. Uh, that was pretty good, by the way. That was from, uh, what was that? Waterboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it's uh, in Los Cabos. And the whole screen is pink. And <laughs> I turned it off immediately. I said, this is too much. I didn't have the option to watch it because I don't have BN. But no, no, no. No. Yes, it was. Men's tennis on BN. How about that? Oh, man, they're branching out. And the damn shame out of it is that was the better tournament. Yeah. That really was the better tournament. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, you know, because you're talking about a 500 on the men's side, a 500, and the one seed was the ever mentally strong (laughs) Alex Zverev. (laughs) We'll get into that later. Oh, God. Is that your Corey's Corner? Well, it's related to him, yes. Oh, God. Part of it is, anyway. Oh, God. And here's the one seed for uh, Las Cabos, Del Potro. You tell me oh, who you'd rather watch. Yeah, way more him, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Now, my question is this. Is Del Potro racist for going to a place to speak Spanish instead of coming <laughs> to our nation's capital? And see, but again, why he shouldn't have the option to do that. That's what irritates me about tennis. Agreed. That, you know, just... I mean, again, it, it was is. A, it was only a five hundred, right? But so, was were both tournaments five hundred, or just the U.S. Open series one? No, the U.S. Open series was uh, five hundred. Oh, so Del Potro chose a two fifty, right, over the five hundred here. Look, he likes to be in the one seed. It's fancy, right. <laughs> and he played Fonini, and it was a knockdown. I did watch a little bit. To be fair, I did. I basically took a piece of cardboard and covered the top of the screen where the pink. <laughs> Back wall right. was it was so bright and obnoxious. <laughs> Just make everything the same across the world. Yeah, all red clay courts need to have the same greenish backdrop with red. 
And every place could build courts accordingly hey, to that. Australia, awful, all right. blue. Yeah, it, all blue. It looks it makes like no sense. It looks like there was a Smurf massacre. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not old enough to remember the Smurfs, well, C- they're still around. CTV Land. Are they like new around? Yeah, there's been a couple Smurf movies in the last ten years. You could do Gargamel's voice. <laughs> you really could. I was not a Smurf fan, so Me either. I, I can't uh, emulate it now or I would try. Yeah, you could be Gargamel. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan either. But, My aunt uh, always called me Snagglepuss because I was would emphasize the last syllable of every word. <laughs> do, you, do you know that? I did, yeah. Okay. Once I looked him up, then I could see the similarity. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I guess it's nice to have two options, but I don't understand why they let you... Yeah, think how how banging that tournament would have been to have Delpo and Fonini in one semi, and right. Zve, I don't want to mention who the other semi was if you're going to talk about it as part of your. <laughs> no, you can. Okay, uh, I'm so, not going to talk about the results. Of it. I'm just going to talk about whether it was impressive or not. Right. So you had <laughs> Zverev and Diminuar, uh the Minotaur. In uh, I'm trying to be BG Tennis Nation and make up <laughs> shit. Um, in one, you know, and that would have been a good semi. wasn't right. a good final, but it would have been a good semi if Fonini and Delpo were on the other side. But instead, you're right; they divided and conquered. Well, and don't we like? We kind of like watching Fonini play anybody interesting because watching him lose is more interesting than watching him win. Oh yeah, no. Well, listen. First of all, he is a showman, right, and a shot maker. But he uh, he can also grind. You know, he can also put his head down and go to work, right? And play smart ten to do whatever. But, um, but yeah, you, yeah, you split the difference. Now maybe it's still early in the U.S. Open series, so nobody cares. You know, is Atlanta even a factor? No, nah, not really. Right. D.C. I mean, I thought. I feel like the Rogers. Man. The Rogers is when the real. I, yeah, true. It, but it, that's also a Masters, so I mean, it has to be a real tournament. Yeah, but it's a five hundred, man. Yeah. DC is a five hundred. It's our nation's capital. Damn it! <laughs> well, and show some respect for my country. Do you think the reason that they all the players don't come is because they would rather train closer to where they live and then wait longer to come? Because you would think you'd want to be in DC. So they all live in Mexico. Is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I would think you'd want to be in DC closer to the Open and just stay there for six weeks but i don't know why you wouldn't maybe cheaper well, cheaper they, travel they, or housing they can afford I don't know. hotel rooms and they can afford flights yeah and, you know if you're in a master's you're doing okay that's true i just don't understand what the reason would be to because it's not any cooler down there <laughs> certainly not the weather right or the gunfire <laughs> but yeah i i it's just i guess it's good because we don't see the same matchups over i'm and talking over about over. drug cartel people all oh, right yeah. that's what i'm saying it's <laughs> dicey which is unfortunate, but I don't know if it is in Los Cabos. I was going to say DC is not exactly. That's an excellent uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just it's weird to see. And again, you can't fit everybody in one draw. But like you said, I mean, I think you were you were obviously joking, but I do think that sometimes they do try to choose the easier path to build their confidence. Mm. Yeah, or it, you know, like for Delpo, I, I think it could be a comfort factor. I mean, remember these guys weren't always top five in the world, right? And some of these tournaments weren't always a 250. They were lower or whatever. Yeah. And so they they get used to playing in places. They like places. They like venues. They like the people that run the tournament, um, et cetera. So maybe maybe that's part of it. Well, we never hear about any of these appearance fees, too, because I know these players are getting appearance fees. Like, I bet Del Potro got an appearance fee for that tournament. Yeah, I got it. But they don't really publicize those. <laughs> I pay you one every time you show up to this dumb podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's the same every week. It's a... It's well, it's multiplied every week. That was your old joke that I screwed up. It's doubled every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, I, I I still don't understand it, but I like that they, uh, I guess I like that they move around. It's good for, it is good to have exposure in all parts of the world, I guess. Well, the upside is, is now they were two tournaments that were relatively close in time, right? time zones. So it wasn't like you were getting up at 5 a.m. to watch a semifinal and then it's a day later on the same day at three or watching right. the final. So I don't know. That's something, but when well, it helped with all the rain too, in DC, at least you had, <laughs> you had ten, you had live tennis going on at all times. That's, yeah, that actually, and that's probably now that I think about it. That's probably when I clicked over, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, it, that was a disaster, but the whole East coast is getting hammered right now, at least the mid Atlantic. Yeah. And what, I mean, I, well, first of all, I love watching when the pros have to play twice in a day and they act like they're having to, to navigate the trail of tears when it's like the, Oh my God, they've got to play two singles matches in a day. I'm like, we do that in every local tournament <laughs> everywhere in the world. And but. you're not exact, no offense, but you're not exactly what I would call an elite <laughs> athlete. <laughs> smoking cigars and the changeovers. Um, but I mean, both players are doing it. That's what it always makes me laugh about. It. It's like, you know, you're doing it and your well, opponent's doing the, it. The incoming opponent is not, which is the rub. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if that's the case, then I do think it's unfair but yeah, if, if you're both like in the, I think there there was one round in this tournament where somebody had to play twice and the other guy only had to play once. And so, I think that's so my, my question is this: uh, my argument is exactly the same for this situation as it would be for you standing at the Delta Airlines ca- uh, counter uh, <laughs> when there's a hurricane. Right. What the hell else are we supposed to do? Yeah. It's pouring down, raining all <laughs> over the East Coast. What yeah. do you want from me? Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, in a, in a baseball game or in a football game, they would just cancel it uh, or, you know, move it to later, which you obviously can't do for a tournament. But I'm just curious why. Right, because every single football game is the final. Right. Whereas this is not midweek. You're talking about, you know, yeah. however many people are affected, multiple people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I understand why they don't just push it to Monday. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, just the final. Push the final back a day, and then if you don't finish it on Monday... Because these, these people, these weeks, these tournaments don't work together. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And, and and you know what? I mean, should they? I don't know. I don't know if they should, because you're talking about uh, an enclosed event that has sponsors, that has, you know, all kinds of obligations to fans and, um, you know, and all supporters. And so what are they supposed to do? You know, they've yeah. got to get it in, you know, when they can get it in. And on Monday, no one's going to go. That's the. I mean, who can go Maybe, and watch tennis on it, Monday? What I'm talking about is the the next tournament, right? Is not going to you know say, uh, yeah, uh, Delpo, <laughs> yeah, just take your time. Don't right. worry, you're our big draw. <laughs> We're the guy paying to be here, although the Rogers Cup isn't. But you know, or I don't think so. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, so I don't know. Yeah, when in golf, it's obviously different because they don't start till Thursday, so they can delay till Monday easily with no issue. But yeah, I think it's golf. And, they have tournaments, <laughs> but. I mean, I think if it came down to it, Delpo would have to cancel the following week to play the finals in this week. So, I mean, the finals is always going to take precedent over the next tournament, I would assume. Yeah. Unless it's a big, bigger tournament, well, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, Los Cabos versus the first round of Rogers Cup. Yeah. I mean, that's a 250 versus a G. Right. You know, so... Which is why the bigger names didn't play. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, yeah. I mean, the rain's just the rain. They they just have to deal with it. That's just too bad. Play yeah. twice in a day, you know. And it's not like they're a lot of Martin playing full. Some of them right. play, play two games and I'm out. Yeah. Done. I'm done. <laughs> Which they would have practiced for longer than they would have played. Right. Or than they played. I mean. 
Well, that's what I mean. I think it's funny that they act like it. I mean, baseball, they play doubleheaders all the time. They act like it's such a huge deal to play twice in a day. I think if it's even for both sides, oh, I don't on. have a problem with it. Baseball? I knew you were going to say on, that. <laughs> come on, man. But anyway, we're talking. We might as well get into Corey's Corner already since oh, you keep God, bringing it up. That was quick. All I right, got to get it over it. with. Let's do it. Um, but no, my question that's for you is. That's what I usually say. Let's yeah. get it over with. <laughs> my question for you is it was the first time in blah, 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 you know, 25 years or however long ever that we had four semifinalists, 21 or younger. Was that impressive? Um, is that because the the <laughs> remaining 48 of the top 44 were uh, not in this tournament? Right. I mean, is that... No, that's what, I, so that's what I'm getting at. Was it impressive that you had four players under 21? Um, no. Look at the draw. Right. I mean, well, my argument of weakest air, et cetera, et cetera, can be applied here. So if my argument's true, then it's not. That's what I mean. It's not to if me. If I'm full of shit, then yeah, it is. And what I said was it would have been impressive if Demonar beat Nadal and Zverev beat Djokovic and Tsitsipas beat, you know, Federer. The only that would have been Tsitsipas great. Tsitsipas beat was his own forehead. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't actually. Oh my God. What a maniac. He what was, was, what's what? in the air in this tournament? You had Benoit Paire and then him. And all these guys are getting so angry. I don't, it's hot as shit and humid and miserable. Yeah, I guess that just that just brings people uh, and get, gets people angry. But but yeah, I mean, I I like I want to be motivated and say like somebody posted on Facebook, oh, you know, hashtag future of tennis or something. And I said, well, we can't really say that based on this tournament. No, just be, because those guys. I mean, Zverev to me is running out of time to be the future of tennis. If he doesn't yeah. do it in the next three or four Grand Slams. I mean, now so I mean, listen. D- Diminar had a huge win over Andy Mur- Oh, wait. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, walk over. That was his opportunity. He had a huge win over Hyung Chung. Not huge. Good. Which, and he's been Good. coming back from injury, so yeah. that's not really... Uh, he beat Stevie Jo... Oh, wait. No. That's, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Zverev did beat Nishikori 6-4 in the third. But we already know Zverev. Like, he's already done everything. Right. We know he has the ability when... There's no pressure. Right. And well, so my second part of that is explain to me how Zverev can win two Masters, win this tournament, beat former top five, top 10 players, and it lose to you in the second round. Right. Of every slam. Of, yeah. I looked, I was looking on the way here. He's never made the third round of the U.S. Open. Ever. <laughs> he's never made, the, he's made one fourth round in his career of any Grand Slam. Well, first of all, let's just talk about this tournament, the final. It was just, yeah. I mean, it was not. It was two and four, and the four wasn't that close, right? Um, and that was that was again. Uh, you know, was I don't it know. Just him waiting for Demonar to make errors. Um, no, no. He, it was him forcing him to make shitty <laughs> attempts at trying to deal with his pace, right? And, and just him making too many. I don't know. I, it just wasn't. He didn't play great. I haven't seen Demonar play a ton, but right. He just didn't look like he could handle it. Well, I just don't understand. Like, it can't just be the three out of five aspect. And it can't be the pressure aspect because he's won Masters finals. There's got to be as much pressure there as the third round of a slam. Yeah. So I just, I don't maybe, understand. Maybe, but he's done it maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I just can't figure that out because he's beaten, he's probably already beaten at least three of the big four, if not all four of them. Maybe looking up at a mountain that tall, he just doesn't have the, he's not focused enough in because it's not that close at hand. Yeah, because he when he loses in slams, it's not to those guys. Maybe he's looking ahead every slam, or not look, not even look. Maybe he's looking at wow, seven matches. Right, I still have to win know, five more. Five, you know, potentially five sets in each one. Maybe not, you know, not in this, but and 
I just I'm not zoned in. I'm not dialed in because yeah. I can't gather myself because it's too far away and too much to think about. I don't know. But this is becoming a long Corey's corner. But what to me to you? Too, what is the too long? And <laughs> again, so any is amount is too long. Every Corey's. What is the uh, what is the age that you see as when somebody has to win a slam to be considered? When well, the, when the big four retire. No, what I mean is like, what age does your player need to be when they win their first slam for them to have a chance to be one of the greatest ever? Hmm. Like, shouldn't you have won one by 22 well, let, or 23? Well, let's say Delpo and Stan, although he's not, you know, exactly having a great comeback. Right. Uh, you know, so the big four plus Chilich, Delpo and, and Wadarinka, let's say they all shut it down. Right. And Zverev's the last best player left. And he wins eight. Right. What does that mean, man? And then, and then the reason he doesn't win nine right. is because three or four guys come up from behind him and start beating him. Yeah. And then people can blame, oh, well, listen, he's older than they are. Right. And, Shut up, stupid. He was, <laughs> he's younger right now than Fetter right. and Nadal and Murray. Well, Murray, who knows what's going to go. He, he was, uh, speaking of emotion, he was crying after his loss, <laughs> after his win, but yeah. I think he knew that tomorrow was going to be a loss, even though yeah. he waited he a really had... long time <laughs> to tell anybody. Yeah, he hadn't had his, uh, well, he probably, like you said, he was crying because he knew he wasn't back to where he, I where bet she, he was. No, no, I bet you he could feel that he wasn't going to be able to play the next yeah. round. Even though he won, he was like, oh, shit. Right. That's it. And he had a marathon uh, first round. Yeah, he. I mean, which ideally... Um, you know, doesn't happen physically right. for him, but you know, ability like at his peak, obviously he shouldn't be playing some of these guys to that length. Right. But but it's a double edged sword because he needs the court time to get his game back, but he needs to get off the court quickly for his health. Yeah. So that's like I don't know what is better for him. So yeah, oddly enough, to me, the two fifty was better than the five hundred. Well, Del Ponfonini is certainly a way more interesting final. Then Zverev and Demon. I mean, if Demon are, you know, maybe played great and beat him in a close match, that would have been interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Cam Norrie's a new guy, you know, so he made it far. He's kind of had some buzz, and that's who Fanini beat. Yeah, um, in the semis, and then you know, Delpo uh, beat Zumor, Zumor, whatever the hell yeah. his name is, Zoom her, yeah, yeah, uh, beat him in the semis. Um, you know, so obviously it's not as uh, power packed. Right. As uh, as a bigger tournament, as you might imagine, but neither of those tournaments really had star much star power, right? Right. Because there was no I had no Dominic team. At least if he did play in either of them. He was out early because I never saw him. Well, Rinka lost early. And obviously, none of the big four except for Murray, who was out after two rounds. Now, are we sexist for not talking about the women's uh, DC? I don't think the so. prize money was two hundred fifty thousand. We could probably put together a $250,000 tournament in this town within a month. That's, well, not, that's not true at all. <laughs> uh, we have, I'm sure we have multiple billionaires living in the area, right. so somebody could. But my point being... Um, when they started talking about Vekic, whenever she was on, and, and she obviously is in the finals right now, but when they started talking about her, I was like, well, this must not be the greatest tournament. <laughs> uh, no offense to her, she's had... Some success in her yeah, career, and yeah. so is Kuznetsova. But, right, of course, Kuznet. Yeah, she's. But when know. I saw that it was Kuznetsova, Petkovic, Vekic, I was like, there must this must not be the highest level tournament like it is at DC. Well, and you know, Wozniacki goes out before it starts, so you know, lucky losing her spot, so that didn't help. Right. Um, and then Sloan lost in the second round, 
to Petkovic. So for for me as an American anyway, that takes yeah takes quite a bit out of it because um, you know Sloan, I don't understand the rationale of having a five hundred and two fifty together or whatever. It's not a two fifty, but you know what I mean. Like what's the sexism. rationale of it? Sexism. <laughs> yeah, not unequal prize money, unequal points. And I did, I, you know, like this, I did watch the interview with the tournament director. I don't know if you saw this, but I'm sure it was one of the many rain delays. And he said, they were saying, you know, how's the tournament changed over the years? And he goes, one of the great things that we finally added the women. He goes, yeah, they look great on the court. <laughs> and I thought that's not, <laughs> sexy. Uh, that's not the best thing to say. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how the men's tennis is such a high level. And he said, yeah, the women are here. They look great. Um, he and he meant g- they look great level wise, I'm sure, but nobody. Uh, will do it. I don't know. You don't think so? Well, he was like 75, so I think he just he can say whatever and get away with it, right? So then you had you had the 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 one you're talking about in um, Medula Mangata, yeah, Muba, <laughs> Mubadala in uh, San Jose, and uh, again the one and the two. Madison Keys being the two out, <laughs> uh, and so two lucky losers going. So that takes away that whole thing, because uh, you have you know you have for the one seed was Moogie, yeah. Mugarutha, and then for us as Americans, Madison Keys was in it, and you know you want to see her starting to get geared up for the U.S. Open right. for Pete's sakes. I mean, she needs to avenge that disaster last year. <laughs> um, but you had you had uh, Azarenka who had to retire. Jeez. So another American, um, Diane Collins made it you know through her via you know retirement um after losing the first set (laughs) so she lost the first set then won right 3-0 in the second and then had to retire and then she promptly gets beat um by sakari um and again who cares because we don't know who these people are we do but we don't yeah Um, not enough to want to watch them yeah i mean there's some mixed in but none of them made you know kanta lost yeah, you know, and she's a, trying to get her life back together. She beat, you know, Serena, which who knows what that means. Right. And, and as a matter of fact, as soon as that happened, I'm like, well, I don't have to try to find that on <laughs> WTA.com or whatever the hell it is. I mean, because that's where that was on, by the way. Yeah. It was on TV, uh, WTATV.com or net, or I don't know I what mean, it what, is. I don't know what they're, I don't understand what they're trying to do right now. It's just there. It's, if people they, don't want to have to search for your product. Well, listen, first of all, of course online programming you know is now the future right you know, you watch it on your phone or what have you i just paid for espn plus oh yeah for women's no wait <laughs> for english the second league down in the premier league okay. my my team the swansea swans sucked last year now they're in the <laughs> next league down um but uh but yeah so i'll pay i just didn't know they were going to be having tournaments like this like san jose right. on the damn web tv dot net yeah com slash one what that takes away is people like us that dvr things and me especially but dvr and you know you can't can't do that streaming as easily because they're going to pick and choose what they want to show and and it won't be on there for a day or two a lot of times so yeah it's i just i don't want to be having i don't want to have to go all over the place to find what i'm looking for and you would assume the tennis channel is going to have all the important tennis there is well i bet you their uh projected you know numbers were probably cut by 70 percent as yeah. soon as serena lost that no, i'm sure yeah because to me the interest in that tournament dropped tremendously i mean you're talking about you know uh, whatever the hell level it is i don't even know what any of that means but you've got the one and two seeds out immediately before and then the three seed 
lose uh, Venus, and then oh, she was six. Serena was six, and you know she's out one and zero. Oh. I mean, she almost lost as quick as the two lucky uh, losers. How did she make the finals of the Wimbledon? I don't know. Man. I mean, she has done zero since then. So were the players just wilting at Wimbledon, or has she just? I mean, how could she have dropped that far from Wimbledon? You make the Wimbledon final, and I mean, you can't win a match. Theoretically, you would think maybe the the balls gets by her opponent more. She's right. got to play less balls, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I haven't been able to figure her out. It's making me look smarter for saying she wasn't going to be able to come back like people thought. But you're a genius. I don't know how she's going from Wimbledon final to not being able to win a match or well, barely able to win games. Well, there are uh, two issues that uh, were going on during the men's events <laughs> that uh, I want to bring up. I don't know how big they're going to be. Probably not very big, but uh, just things that piss me off because nobody does anything right. Yeah. We'll talk about those when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. See, every epi- every episode of this is Coach's Corner. I feel bad about that. <laughs> right, that's why I have to but throw in a Corey's Corner. But it's not it's not my fault and it's not your fault. We literally don't talk until <laughs> I, like I the last time I talked to you was the last time we recorded right. and walking out of the studio. It's like method acting. We 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 separate all week long <laughs> and then we come back. Yeah, we want it to be real. I will say this. Anytime we discuss an issue and really get into it like right. we want to, which is why we do this podcast because we have that sort of passion about the game. But when we do that and then try to replicate, because you can't right. not replicate it, the only way you can re you know rediscuss that topic is essentially re- you know because right. you don't change my mind because you're not smart enough. <laughs> uh, I don't change your mind because you're stubborn. <laughs> They're both your fault, by the way. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> uh, and so we end up almost acting out, and we're we're both poor actors. So it right. kind of comes off stupid. Well, we actually, I think we actually ditched a recording one time <laughs> and started over because it sounded so stupid. I think so. Because we we had a you know we were in a, almost we had a, in a, a pre- prep show for once. Well, we we're almost in a fist fight out in the parking lot of right. arguing about something, and then we come in and try to do it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Well, it just sounded awful. And it makes me have respect for those people that have those debate shows if they prep. Because I'm like, if you already know what the person's going to say. You know, how can you keep it fresh? But I guess that would make... Acting! I could come up with counter-arguments if I knew what your arguments were going to be and vice versa. I guess that's the only positive. But, you know, I would think it's... I like it better when it's off the cuff. Yeah, if you, if we did that, I'd be screwed. <laughs> you have to actually research. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. I'm busy. Like, well, busy. back in 1978, Coach, we had four players under 21, and they became the four greatest players ever. What do you think about that? We don't have to research because we know this game so well. Right. Um, so, anyway, speaking of this game and knowing this game, so two things. So, first of all, apparently there was some uh, controversy. Is that too strong? What's less than a less strong of a word than controversy? Suspicion. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, with the not enforcing... The shot clock, the serve clock. I didn't know that was supposed to be enforced already. Yeah, it's, it was going on. For, for the whole U.S. Open series? I guess so, yeah. Okay. So maybe... maybe. Well, I never noticed it, so that tells you they didn't enforce it. 
when I watched. I didn't see it. Well, I don't know if any, anybody, I mean, Nadal didn't play, so that's our real test. Yeah, that's why. Now we know why four 21-year-olds made the semis. <laughs> yeah, I'll play fast. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, there was a tweet from uh, Shepovalov. <laughs> Shepovalov. Yeah. Um, and he sent a, tw- a tweet out that said something along those lines. And so I was like, well, damn. Now, sour grapes, maybe? I don't know. Well, I still wanted to know if when the time runs out, is a buzzer going to go off and they just lose automatically? That's the part I haven't seen. I do think that did happen. I don't. I didn't. I didn't see any matches where it happened either. Right. Um. But uh. But hey, I trust. You know, a eight a nineteen year old Canadian kid. <laughs> you know what he says goes. Right. That's what I think. No, I don't. <laughs> but, um. So anyway, so if you have any insight on that, call in. Um, because the bottom line is like we've always said, if they're not going to call it, why in the hell do you have it? Well, and and something like that, like, I just, I think it's so overrated on, on how it's going to speed up the game because you've only got three or four players that go over the time consistently. And if those three or four players aren't playing, it doesn't matter. That too. So, I mean, you should only enforce it against those three or four players. No, no, no. Uh, Uh, all right, I don't think so because I think, you know, condition is is a part of the game and it's a continuous play game. Right. And so if you if you stop in between t- points to catch your breath, even another five seconds could yeah. make a difference between where you can barely you know talk while you're trying to breathe versus yeah. okay, I got a little calm, my heart rate's down, let's go. I mean, that could make a huge difference. Well, and what's funny when I play, if I have a grueling point, I even. I try to go Hit up. Hit the ball to the other corner. No, I, I was saying I don't. No. I try to go up and play, and I'll be struggling to breathe, and I will still start the point because I feel like, you know, it's cheating not to. Did y'all did, did y'all hear the cracking? That was him breaking <laughs> his arm, patting himself on the back. But I do teach people, hey, if that happens, you know, bounce the ball off your foot and go get it. And um, Yeah, there's some world-class. bad tosses. I've coached some world-class stallers, and right. it wears me out. I Listen. We have so in college tennis, both players can take the full time okay. in between points. Whereas in most, most generally speaking, it's you have to play at the service pace. You're telling me that ten years later, I could have been doing that as a returner every match. <laughs> you never listen to me anyway. That's so. right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, I, so I do think it is important as a rule because I think that sort of element. You're, you're skirting around that element of it being a continuous play sport. Right. And so if, you know, if, if I'm the kind of guy that likes to run you around and have a lot of power, but I, you know, I'm not trying to beat you on this point. Right. But the job I do on a point running you around will beat you, you know, at 30 all at add in at, you know what I mean? Right. Later in the game. Totally. And y- you can't build up that momentum if some jackass is, you know, 10 seconds to you know 15 seconds because i mean nadal is really over sometimes oh yeah he's in the 30s many times yeah so anywho i just don't know how they're going to enforce it it's going to be enforced the same whether it's a a buzzer 30 shot rally or a five shot rally yeah they should yeah which is fine they should but i mean then what if you get somebody you know in the crowd or some you know or delay getting the balls from the other side. You know, I just feel like there's going to be some. Sure. Uh, the, the the umpire should have the option to reset it, I like in NFL. Does. I think he does. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'm sure he's got a button because basically when they start the toss, 
on the first serve, the clock goes off, off, okay. off. Like you see it. It's so like it a, doesn't buzz. It's like a play clock in the NFL. Right. And so you can see it in the background. They don't, I wish they'd put it on the scoreboard, but they haven't figured it, you know, like yeah. right next to the, but it's counting down. No, oh, they'll come up with that eventually. And then the guy, right as the player was tossing, it goes, right. just cuts off. Uh, so I'm sure the, the chair umpire has the control of it. And then if they catch the toss, they should get penalized. Hmm. But I guess the buzzer can't go off because they've already reset it. Well, I think I think that that comes down to what they consider the quote unquote start of the point. Right. And I think all your bouncing, you know, Djokovic seventy five bounces. <laughs> I, I think that doesn't count. But as soon as you toss the ball to serve, that's the start of the point, whether you hit it or not. Right. Because if you fault, it, you don't get penalized. Right. Start over. True. Um, well, and I think a lot of a lot of the issue too is between first and second serves. You know, sure. I mean, there's a lot of ball bouncing, and you know, Serena doesn't ever hold another ball, so she has to turn around and get a ball from someone, you know, between first and second. So that's I think, what I did too. Did you? Yeah, that's good. My skirt was a little <laughs> tight, but I think that's a lot of a lot of the time, also. Yeah. No, I, and I don't know how you you know I don't know how you do that. Have an eight second clock in between, right. or ten seconds <laughs> in between. I don't know. I don't. I think generally, it's. Uh, I think, listen, you got chair umpires. They can then utilize their authority right. and judgment in between to do whatever. But well, uh, well, let me ask, do you like it more for the competitive fairness aspect or for the entertainment aspect? You mean if it takes too long, it's less entertaining? Right, because they always talk about it in terms of speeding the game and making it more entertaining. You're talking about more about making it fair for I'm, both sides. I'm and, saying this is what this game is do it right right that that's my before the break that's what i said yeah it's little things that you do that you don't do them right that just infuriate me because there's no reason yeah there's just do it right but Damn you're it. talking about just to make it tenant you're not talking about for the fans or for the yeah you know, i don't care about the fans. right you're talking about for the about the game yeah which i'm a purist <laughs> i always agree with things like that you know i think they're rules for a reason i hate when their rules aren't enforced right so the, all right here's the other thing so the best thing i got out of the final of dc was this tidbit so it was it was um i don't know what it was but losing the point brought diminar to match point against and he right. was serving and i think it was 30 40 uh when he you know so so it must have been 30 all I guess I can't right. remember 100% but anyway so they're playing a point out Diminar hits a ball 47 feet long right not 47 <laughs> feet long but good lord it landed in the in the concrete area yeah. <laughs> but there was no chance any human being could have missed it yeah missed the call that means now it's match point right against you know to get broken for the match and and Diminar challenges it <laughs> so two things number one he gets to calm his nerves down for just missing a shitty shot he doesn't yeah. have to go right back up he can gather himself plus if he's a little tired he can gather himself right. some extra time and there was absolutely no chance on this planet that ball was in right and so they're all standing like idiots they show the thing. Every uh, the commentators was it not even in the screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All of a sudden, they showed like some lady's forehead. The mark was on her forehead. That's how far. Um, no, and so it was. It was well out. It was clear that everybody could see. Was it really like more than six inches out? 
Oh yeah, it was it was two feet out, <laughs> a foot and a half out. Right. It wasn't. So near. they should have a they should have a button that comes up when you press the button to just say ineligible for challenge. You know, too far out. Well, here's well that's the uh, a potential solution. But the issue is is that you know similar to the last issue it's not right. about the fans because they, they everybody they like it all i mean right. they're all laughing they know how far out it is yeah but is it a dick move oh, i think it's a dick move totally because and then guess what he fights back because it's out so right. it becomes break point for the match and he gathers himself wins the next two points um and then i think on match point he hit an ace well, to me, that's... And that was it. And, then, and so now, he was still down a break. You know, it's 5-4 right. now. Uh, but, you know... It, well, to me, that's a, a shorter version of taking a medical timeout when you're not injured. To me, there's no difference. Right. You're just trying to delay, just change the rhythm well, of the, the game. the difference is, with a medical timeout, there, there's no way to really know. That's true. And so, true. to me, the way to fix that is the courtesy point. Whether you go take a PP right. or you get a injury timeout, it should cost you a point. Yeah. And is that going to I mean, if the difference is you're down 6030 and you're taking a a medical timeout to get your shit together, then a one a courtesy point is really not going to make a damn difference. Right. Because if you're going to turn it around, it wasn't going to be that point that you know, it wasn't going to be yeah. 6030 15 love that was going to make the difference. But it could, you know, at least right. in in most situations, it should have some effect. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. When I wonder how many matches Demonar has played with the challenge system. He's probably played a lot now, but but only in the last year or so. But yeah, I wonder. I'm I'm actually surprised that more players haven't done that just for the sake of getting more time. Especially now that the shot clock's around, they're going to do whatever they can to get more time. Yeah, I just I think that's another area where, like you said, either set the the cameras or the sensors or whatever the hell, you know, um, witchcraft they use right. to figure this shit out, <laughs> set it to a certain limit past the baseline right? and past the ser- the sidelines. You can't do it in the service line, I guess, but, and then just say, hey, it, it's too far out, it, you know, not right. eligible. Not within the range. No, or it should just come up, no shit, it was out. <laughs> what are you doing, you idiot, on the screen? <laughs> because that, it just... It's just a listen. I mean, it's at the the highest level. A lot of you know, there's a lot at stake, all that kind of stuff. But damn it, we're still a gentleman's game. I mean, people in golf have a major championship on their club, right? Really on their pencil, yeah. Because if they sign the totally. wrong, if they sign the scorecard wrong, guess what they do? They walk back into the clubhouse and forfeit all that money right. in the championship. And it's happened. And it's happened in real tournaments with real players. Oh yeah, and that's a that's a huge deal. And they constantly penalize themselves, strokes, and I exactly. Mean, you never, you rarely see a player in tennis take a point away from themselves. Well, if you and I are playing, first of all, I'm not going to miss. But <laughs> if you and I are playing and you hit a big serve down the tee, well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Let's say I hit a big no no. no you oh, have okay. a big, Let's say I hit a big serve down the tee. And I miss it, right. but you don't see it. Yeah. If you ask me if that was out, I will tell you it was out. Right. And then either that's your point, your match. I don't care. I've done. You know, I've done it before. And I just had this discussion with somebody. I said I'm not gonna voluntarily call my own shots out. But if you ask me, then I have to admit that it was out. Well, first of all, it'd be disrespectful to make a call. Yeah. But if even if you look at me like oh shit it's hot i'm tired what and, and you don't even ask me right but i know you don't know yeah but you feel like there was a shot but but a lot of times it's like 
you don't want to call it out because you're not yeah. 100% sure, just ask me, and I'll be like, yeah, that was out by right. a mile. Now, I, if, if it's close, I'm going to tell you, you know, even it was like, even if I'm like, man, like, look, I'm 87.8% sure, but <laughs> right. I'm not 100% sure, I can't give it to you. Yeah. But if I miss it, miss it. And I know you, you can feel when you miss, you know, totally. you can, and so I, I will give you the point. I'll say no, or the, the call. No, you, it was out. And talking about things that irritate you about pro tennis, to me, what irritates me is when they make a big deal out of that. To me, that should be the norm. Right. But, you know, when Djokovic right. surrenders a point for whatever reason, like somebody I heard reached over the net at one point, got penalized. You know, to me, that should be the regular is surrendering the point, not arguing about it for five minutes. Right. Or if a ball hits hits a piece of your clothing, but nobody can tell, right. or it's, it just barely grazes your racket. Exactly. And guess what? If you were going to say to me that, you know, the stakes are way too high for that one point, then you're a loser. Right. You're a loser. Yeah. Because um, I'm, the thing is, I've got to be able to sleep at night. Uh, listen, you didn't murder anybody. <laughs> Relax. Okay? Well, but the point on being a match is, point, I mean, or something. Well, even that. I yeah. mean, all right. So if we played soccer, first of all, we'd be, we'd be assholes. Who plays soccer? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I watch. I, listen, I paid for a subscription to watch a second level team. That's right. Um, they used to be in the highest levels, but they sucked. Um, but if if you and I play soccer and we're on opposite teams. And you give me a little shoulder bump and maybe clip my heel, and that's what makes me fall and lose the ball or whatever, and the ref doesn't call it, I don't expect you to call it on yourself or a teammate or a coach to call it on yourself. And the reason is because I, you have no authority to call it against me. Right. Therefore, you shouldn't have the authority to call it against yourself. We have both agreed to subjugate our authority Oh, every now and again. I think I think once an episode I use a fun word. Yeah. And I don't even know if subjugate or authority is the right word. It's not. It sounded good. It's close. <laughs> but uh, we don't give our authority. I mean, we both get, agree to give our authority to the officiating staff. Right. And then the whole game is officiated by them. You know, in yeah. tennis, it's not every almost everywhere except for the professional tour. Right. You know, in college, they call their own, even when they have every chair every match chaired right it, they still make their own calls and generally speaking when obviously when you're playing a league match you don't hire you know fourteen hundred dollars worth of officials <laughs> for the match right. and let them do all the lines um and so you know we're missing we're missing a little bit of that that golf edge the ladies and gentlemen sport that i think we used to share pretty heavily with them yeah. and i think we've gone very far away from it and when I think the challenge system is part of it, but a lot of, you know, I get really irritated too when somebody misses a serve, a return, and they say, oh, I missed it because they called it out. And the replay shows they hit it, you know, way before it was called out. Right. And they're going to argue about it forever. And it's like, right. you know, it just makes them look bad. And again, sometimes I believe that they think that, but most of the time, I mean, you know, if you they're miss a return. To, they're absolutely trying to milk it and kind of beat that, you know. And they'll say, oh, you know, I'm playing for my family or my team. You know, it doesn't matter to me. If I get anybody on my team that doesn't want me to follow the rules, it shouldn't be on my team. Right. And I I will overrule a player at any time. Yeah. At any time. And again, it has to be a scenario in which, because now I'm not talking about myself playing, I'm talking about another person's match. I won't do it unless I'm absolutely, even 99.9%, I won't do it. It's got to be 100% because I'm you know, injecting myself into somebody else's right. match. They're putting their sweat and tears into it, and, and here I am. But 
even even if I assume or or accept the fact that hey, they just made a bad call, you know, from a good place, you right. know, they thought they legitimately thought it was out. Um, you know, when you're running, your eyes are bouncing up and down right. the socket. I mean, vision's tough when you're running, and so it happens. But uh, but yeah, I'll do that with my own players for sure. When I had a women's team that was just playing in this, a city championship match, and they had an official that came on the court, and the same woman on my team, I'm not going to say who it is, obviously, but she got overruled twice by the official in a third set tiebreak. And after the, and we lost 10-8, third set tiebreak, by the way. And after the match, I went up to the official and I said, great job. I said, you know, you were right both times and I'm glad you overruled her because both balls were in and she shouldn't have called them out. And, you know, in the new rules, USTA, if you overrule somebody, the point's over immediately. You lose. Even though they got, my team got both the shots back. doesn't matter. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, whereas the older used to be, you played it over. Really? You played it over? Because generally the rule is if you make a bad call, Yeah, you, you used to play it point. over. No, no, no. In general, you, generally speaking, you lose the point. Right. But yeah, I this was about was five or six years ago. I got you. They changed it where you actually could make a bad call, and as long as you got the shot back in the court, it was well, a replay. Well, let me tell you, where do you find the most, the, the you know, the, the most examples of this not being a ladies and gentlemen's game? How about league tennis? I was going to say junior tennis, but league tennis too. <laughs> well, junior tennis... It's usually officiated. At a certain age, I don't blame the kids if they're too young because their coaches aren't teaching them. Right. But, you know, I don't... Generally speaking, I, you know, I don't let that happen. Yeah. If I if I can, you know, if I'm aware of it, now I'm, I can't, I can't call something from ten courts away. I'm not, you know, try. I'm not on a crusade here. Right. I've got to give my players a chance to succeed and fail, and and not just in winning and losing, but through those things. I mean, I need them to make a bad call and feel bad about it, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Seriously, right. like you were saying, you can't sleep. I mean, I doubt yeah. anybody's not sleeping over a call, but. At the same time, that shit that shit builds up on you when you're that kind of guy or girl. Totally. Well, and how up. do you feel about the, the unwritten rule that everybody talks about about don't overrule your partner ever? Oh, hell no. See, I, I tell my players if if both of you if one of you sees it and makes the call and the other isn't sure, don't be a hero. Right. Let's not be a jackass. Yeah. But if you're a hundred percent sure and your partner makes the the wrong call. Hey, correct them. In the first, in the, the, the there's a proper way to do it. Right. You you look at your partner saying, "Hey, no, 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 that was definitely out." And yeah. Then you turn to your opponents and say, "Hey, we missed that one." Right. Don't be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. What, why are you cheating? And you I've know? had and I've had teams break up over that over one overrule. Wow. I've had teams say, "I'm done playing with him." Never. I've had players pissed off at me, but I, I think once you know, once they know the deal. Listen, I I think there's a lot to be said for losing that reputation. I mean, golf is boring as shit most of the time. Right. But it holds a level of stature in my mind because of that sentiment. Yeah. And I'm assuming Tiger Woods at some point in time being the, well, the second and or the, depending on your point of view, greatest golfer (laughs) ever, um, I I bet you he's done that too. Right. I bet you he has turned in a scorecard or given himself a, a penalty that literally no one saw. Right. You know, he's addressing a ball, you know, somewhere in the rough. The camera can't even see it. You know, the fans aren't near, and he touches it. Guess what? That's a stroke. Literally, yeah. if your club makes contact with the ball, right. it's a stroke. He's like, well, shit. Yeah. He didn't even move, move a millimeter, <laughs> but it, I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, call in if I'm wrong, but I, I would guess that 99% of professional golfers are all about that on both sides. Well, and I have a lot of respect for any opponent 
even in a singles opponent that overrules themselves or overrules their partner, because to me, that's like the ultimate sign, you know, of fairness or integrity when you do that. Yeah. And I will say one thing that I think a big part of it, and I might be sexist for this, but I don't know, but I think it happens more in my experience. So I'm just, this is my truth. (laughs) Uh, in, In my experience coaching, it seems like the reasoning behind making bad calls is it would it, this sounds counterintuitive but it's they don't want to make a bad call and then admit they made a bad call because right. they'll feel like an asshole right. or you know not that they want to you know be their friend to their opponent or anything but it's like it's this whole situation and by it, it, the odd thing is that's the same reason they don't make out calls when, yeah you know, or they play out balls right so a ball lands out and they don't call it out same reason it's like ah yeah i don't know what to do no no it's okay yeah to actually say what happened in reality yeah. you're just you're just looking at the events occurring and then commenting on them out uh when i think it, people feel like they're going to lose their credibility too if they make a overrule they're like oh well they're not going to believe any call i make now because i made a bad I, call it, to begin it, with oddly enough it's the opposite right is the who who was talking about that somebody was saying that they would they would do that or like in juniors this is a professional player they said when they were in juniors they would like immediately make a call out and then overrule themselves and give the point to their yeah. opponent early <laughs> just so they knew the, telling their opponent hey we're not going to be doing any bullshit right. during this match it might have been Arthur Ashe hmm. but I don't know don't quote me on that right. I'm not sure it could have been James Blake as a kid and I didn't pick those people both because they're black <laughs> I swear um, but that's kind of cool I mean yeah if I had I mean I've had players that have overruled and called it out and oh you know sorry that was in i'm like oh well that's you know he's a nice guy yeah fantastic this right. guy's in, you know and the reason i the reason i thought it might be james blake also not because of the color of his skin compared to author ash but literally i think he's a really good sportsman from what i understand yeah you know um and so i would imagine he would overrule himself and you remember the famous way he lost in the olympics was what you kind of referenced earlier fernando gonzalez tipped the ball and then said he didn't tip it and he oh, won right, the bronze right, right. Medal, medal and James Blake didn't. And then he said, hey, I prefer the bronze because you have to win it. You don't lose to get it. <laughs> Shut up, stupid. You lost a match earlier to right. not get it. Yeah. Anyway, you know, compared to the silver, because right. you're in the final match, the winner gets gold. Loser yeah. Um, Fernando Gonzalez. Come on, man. <laughs> Retire already. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, you're right. There's def- we've definitely lost some of that. And I think they can blame the officials because they can make the bad calls. Are you just saying this because you saw the Benoit Pair uh, video? That's not a gentleman's game. No, what was that again? Oh, him smashing four rackets or whatever. Well, you didn't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And to me, that actually doesn't make him any more or less of a gentleman because nothing he did had a negative impact on his opponent. Maybe I'm saying this because I throw my rackets, but I never have had a problem once with an opponent throwing a racket. To me, that doesn't it doesn't negatively affect me in any way. So I don't consider that ungentlemanly, unsportsmanlike, possibly. Well, I think again, it puts in. The, all right, compare these two things. All right, compare. All right, compare Fernando Gonzalez doing that with the little clip of the thing. Right. And did uh, Blake know? Did he argue at the time that he did, or what was I'm that? I'm pretty sure he argued at the time. Okay, so the whole. Let's just say that wasn't, let's say it was, a, you know, like one all in the first set when that happened. Right. So now you have this air about this match at its horse shit. Yeah. Now go to the example you used earlier where a guy calls a ball out and then, and then immediately reverses himself and gives you the point. Now right. the air in the, you know, 
the lack of tension and while wow, we can play a real match and right. compete and fight and it's great because we're both good sports compare the difference between those two matches so i think it's the same the uh, the opposite side of the same coin right or in the same ballpark that you're just acting like an idiot and this is not it doesn't affect you directly but it's like what a shit show this match has turned into right you're part of that match yeah so have i changed your mind like i do with everything <laughs> No, I think it definitely has a lot to do with the tone of the match throughout. Well, and also the player reputations, too. Um, yeah. You know, I've only been accused of cheating twice ever in my life, and both times... Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I told you I was sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that in front of the whole team. <laughs> and both times were in college tennis, of course. And and you didn't in either. And case. one of the times... I'll vouch for thank that. Thank you. One of the times the guy I told the guy, I said, I haven't cheated you the whole match. Why would I cheat now? And he goes, yeah, you saved it to the end. <laughs> and you were way so, up. You were way up. Yeah, and I had no... So I had no reputation for cheating throughout the match had done you, nothing and you weren't going to lose no matter what yeah and he you said didn't need to cheat to win because you were already kicking his ass right and he said he saved it to the end and i'm like well you know i'm sorry you feel that way um uh, uh, you probably use that exact phrase <laughs> yeah and so i'm like yeah i didn't i didn't well see i don't remember fernando gonzalez doing that generally like i don't remember no, I what his he repu- was more i thought unfriendly. i liked, i thought i liked that guy He's another guy that should come back because he could do well right now. God, sucks <laughs> well, right and now. I think the reason people were so upset about that is nobody believes you can touch a ball and not know it. Like a double bounce, maybe 5% of the time you can't tell if it's a double bounce or not. But to me, hitting a ball or not hitting a ball, there's no way you can not know. Or if you touch the net, like, right. the, like the, the net part, not the net where it kind of yeah. blows out, sticks out a little bit. Yeah. So that I think that was the biggest thing for that, like a line call questioning, you know, a, the serve, even when they call it out when you hit it. But to me, that was something that you can't, you there, can't deny no, knowing. There's no deny, right, right. Although I have had people. Well, then I hate tell that me. guy. I hope he never shows up on QQQ. <laughs> Maybe he already has. I don't but, know. Um, yeah, you have to win a silver to get on QQQ. Um, Ouch. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, I think what you said is true. I think it has a lot to do with the tone of the match throughout. If I've had a really friendly match and we've had no issues throughout and they make a questionable call on the tie break, I'm usually going to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, unless I just clearly saw it in. But even then, I'm going to assume, okay, they missed a call, big deal. It was first time in the match. Well, what I tell my players is just make the call. And if yeah. you're wrong, overturn it. I'd rather you do that than make a call and stick with it because right. you don't want to either way yeah um and, and again if you feel like it's out call it out and big deal you you're gonna lose the point anyway you're paying playing 57 balls that are out during a point right so call it out and give them the point if you're wrong or don't be afraid to you know play an in ball or yeah, whatever you know right. what i'm saying i just tell them make the call and then honestly deal with the the repercussions right uh, Although it seems like everybody boos when that happens in the NFL. <laughs> when there's two flags on the field and they convene and they say, nope, there wasn't a monopoly on that play. Right, but you've never seen, you know, Brett Favre go over and say, no, 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 he didn't hit me in the head. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it's almost as bad as soccer players rolling around on the field. Yeah. But see, there's a perfect example. So if we, you know, um, cede our authority, there we go, <laughs> to the officials. Right. And, and then the officials never caught. So if you bump me and clip my ankle, but I didn't lose my balance and I kind of, you know, whatever. Right. It's not called. Yeah. I really got to get into it to get the call. So I, I know people blame soccer players and it does wear me out when they do that, all that right. rolling around shit. But a lot of times they're doing it to sell the official on the call because the officials won't make a call if it doesn't 
Yeah. You know, they're looking at it after the fact. Right. And say, oh, well, he fell down. It must have been bad. Yeah. And the uh, problem now is they've done it so often that anybody, like you said, who doesn't fall down, they're never going to get anything called against them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the officials bring it on themselves. Yeah. I mean, at least they're partly to blame. Right. And so how does that relate to tennis? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, you know, we do have people that make calls. And so in that regard, I, that's the only thing that sort of lends me, like the soccer example, to going towards the exam- the idea that, listen, take every call you can get because you're, you're not in control and you don't have the authority to make calls on either side and neither does your opponent. So there's no guarantee that it's going to even out, so to speak. Yeah. Do you think it's more acceptable to challenge your opponent's call or to challenge an umpire's call? Ooh. Or are they both equally acceptable? I'll tell you one, it'd be, it'd be fun as shit if they could challenge each other's call. That'd be fun as <laughs> well, so hell. What made watching, me think of that is watching. I watched that, you know, had the semi-pro exhibition in my club, and there was one call in the match where, you know, somebody called it out, and the other two guys were like, really? And there was kind of like a, that was about as far as it went, but, you know, it sort of made you wonder what it would be like if they were calling well, Don't tell balls. us who made the shitty call, but tell <laughs> us who the the profe- who the people that were in at least one of them well benjamin becker was the most famous player right. that was in it and we won't say he was the one that made it or not no. made it. we'll talk about that off air because i want to know this <laughs> detail now and the other reason i wasn't there sir is because i was preparing for a trip to new york of course that's what everybody told me because i would have been playing <laughs> in it obviously yeah but no we had two college players and then a former pro and benjamin becker playing hey benjamin becker slept in my spare bedroom during a tournament <laughs> i ran one time spare, years ago spare bedroom quotation spare bedroom uh, don't start any rumors he's married <laughs> but to a woman <laughs> but yeah they so it was just sort of that quick little hey are you sure about that and of course that never works they always say yeah i'm sure or i wouldn't have called it right exactly uh, and then that was sort of the end of it but it made me sort of wonder okay what's the next level of this you know is are these guys gonna make a bad call in the next one a retaliatory call if you will yeah so that i think like you said what having that having a match where they had to call their lines would be really interesting um, but I think at that speed, it would be so hard, especially for serves. Yeah, yeah I, I do think that's tough for them. I think I mean, they would call way more balls in than they do to now. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't want to They want to hedge their bets towards being, being fair. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the exciting men's tournaments and the women's tournaments this week led us to talking about <laughs> minor rules and right. minutiae, if you will. So, But well, is that the only official new rule for the Open that's supposed to be in place? I don't know. They always talk about stuff, and then you no, watch, no. and it's like nothing ever. Nothing happens. is any different. I hope they really enforce this one for the whole U.S. Open series, and I hope they enforce it. It, it gets added on to the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh goodness me! All right, what do you got? Anything else? That's it. Fantastic. You just you've got that one thing about this <laughs> podcast. You've got that down. I wish you get the rest of it. Down. Um, hey, check us out. On all the places that you know to check us out. I don't know where they all are, but you know where they all are. You know what, Let's do an Instagram update. Let's see what our membership <laughs> is on the Instagram. I hope we're going up. Got to be close to triple digits. I say oh, that every week. Oh, man. We, listen, I, hmm, I think you asked me if I get 100, will I send out anything? Like a, <laughs> something. Right. Um, Just put that 100 symbol, symbol, you know, keep it 100. God, it's 83. I think we were at 81 last time. I don't remember, <laughs> but we're at 83. Come right. on, 17 people. Yeah. Hey, all I need is 17 of you out there to create a second account and also follow it so we can hit 100. If you're the 100th person to follow, you can call in next week. By the way, I actually might have a way for people to call in. 
That's scary. I know. <laughs> um, but then I have to give out my cell number. Yeah. One the, <laughs> well, the problem with people calling in is no one can hear what we're talking about, so they're just going to call in. Hey, what's the topic today? No, no. There's a device. Oh, they can listen in? It doesn't call uh, cost a million dollars, and I can be on the phone, and it can... Pl- like, they'll just hear... I'll probably talk. Right. I, I guess they wouldn't be able to hear you. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm no expert, That's gonna obviously. Be, you're going to be flooded with phone calls now. We'll see. You can't hear me. All right, five 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 five. All right, so Instagram tennis revolution. No tennis. Is it? Revol- I thought it was tennis revolution pod. Damn it, son of a. And Twitter is tennis pod or tennis pod. Tennis revolution pod on Insta. Yeah. Twitter tennis rev pod. Email tennis revolution pod at gmail dot com. Who the hell emails? Nobody ever. <laughs> rarely do people email me. Yeah. If ever thankfully to be honest with you i don't <laughs> need a bunch of um and i don't know how it all works um what else um that's it man just tell your friends get out there tennis season is rocking it's it's a uh, hardcore season baby we I, are excited about rogers cup well listen i get hyped up before every you know season the grass you know the go back through and i'm like ah, i hate every surface <laughs> but hey it's clay court season let's get that's fired right. up but listen the U.S. Open is where it's at. Hardcore tennis is where it's at. The hell with the rest of the world. America rules, and hardcore tennis is our game. And uh, we're not going to have American man sniff the championship. <laughs> but we got the women. That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Good Lord, do we? Not if Serena can't get her act together. What are we going to do? Yeah, we'll have enough players to make it interesting at least till They've the end. They've all fallen off, man. Yeah, but remember last year nobody was doing well, and then we had four women in the semis. So. Yeah, America. It's uh, we'll have we'll have some players and Isner he'll be in who he'll be in the mix. God, he was out early. I know um, that was good for him though. <laughs> yeah, he needs to take a break. He needs to lose every first round until the U.S. Open. Right, then he's got a shot. <laughs> all right, well that's all we got. Um, again, spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. We're trying to grow. Uh, the more we grow, the more power we have to cause trouble, and ultimately <laughs> that's what I'm about is causing trouble. Yes, uh, but with the purpose, the noble purpose of making our game better in America. I don't care about the rest of the world. In America, <laughs> better. And uh, and with your help, we can do it. All right. Once again, thanks for joining the revolution. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.